everyone, and welcome to the Jeep Life Podcast. We're that amazing podcast that just celebrates that Jeep life. And I'm Terry, and I'm one of your hosts tonight, and I'm joined, as always, by the two most amazing people, and, and we have 100% attendance tonight. Yep. E- everybody's here. I'm alive. <laughs> Billy, t- are you <laughs> Billy alive? Cr- Billy crawled out from under his rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Past two weekends, man. Having some buddies up from college and, yeah. you know... If last day of the race season was yesterday yeah. for skiing. Oh, it was the last day. I'm done. That's why. I, that, oh, sorry. That oh, I forgot to, you know, yeah, explain that. Yeah, um, now I know why. Didn't realize that the parents were going to be in the parking lot, like feeding me beers oh, yeah. and shots. And oh. yeah. yeah, rare, rare form. Billy came out, <laughs> AKA mon- monkey Butler, monkey Bi- Butler, <laughs> monkey Butler, Billy came out oh. and I was I was worse than rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah, we had a conversation last night. And I don't remember talking you to have you, man. No idea. I mean, it was. It <laughs> you was didn't great. happen to get that on voicemail or no, anything. I, wish, no. I, wish I did call my aunt, though, and that was great. Okay. Well, actually, yeah. my buddy called my aunt because he's one of the coaches. Uh, so yeah, we called yeah. my aunt, and she's the head coach. And oh my God. She, like, first of all, he called her and was like, announced who it was, and then announced his phone number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to her. <laughs> it was a great time though. We I, had I love it. a lot of fun. I absolutely love ski racing and it makes it, you know, it's an awesome thing to do. So Yeah. The kids are great. Parents are great. Yeah. That well, I'm I'm glad you did that and I'm and, glad it's over. And I'm to more, top it all yeah. off, Big Red's back together. Oh yeah. That was I'm 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 glad the ski thing is over. I get my Billy back on the weekends. I know. <laughs> Just in time for me to start a weird schedule. And um, you know, the other guy on the other side. I I've seen you way more than I've seen Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we went out and had lunch. Yeah, we did. It was a great lunch. It was really you know, props to Sunset Grill. Oh, uh, Sunset Grill did a good job. They didn't yeah. let us down at all. No, nah, man. That was a that was a really good burger. Yeah, it was. And it's good to see you. Absolutely. Um, you've um been flying solo this weekend with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, that's all we need to say. Everybody kind of will understand. Yeah. yeah. Hanging with SA earlier in the week. <laughs> uh, Made it out alive. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And um, tonight we have an amazing, amazing <laughs> guest. Um, if you're in the Northeast anywhere, yep. Um, and you need to learn how to Jeep or off road or anything, this is the guy that driving off road driving classes. Yeah, off-road driving from classes. one of the best professionals in the industry, and he yeah. knows he knows every inch of dirt. He, he knows, knows his shit, and he knows every inch of a. And he of a teaches Jeep. you, yeah. Better yet, teaches you to not do dumb shit. Yeah, well, maybe you need to take that, that <laughs> class. <laughs> I no. haven't taken one yet, but maybe I, you know. I got a buggy that I need some help learning how to use. So I'm going to bring. We could all do for. Int- a, I think yeah, no we doubt. definitely we hang out with him. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to bring in Kyle Bookter into our studio. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Kyle Bookter from Off Road Consulting. <laughs> Kyle, you even worked and were out on the trail today, weren't you? Yes. Every day. Uh, during the summertime, pretty much every day right now, it's, you know, a couple of days a week, especially with the snow, like three, four days a week right now. Right. Wow. Business so, is good. Yeah. 
snow, how does that change everything? Well, it depends. It change, the snow has changed every day over the last two weeks between it raining and it thawing and it refreezing. Every day has been different. That's wild. Well, we know that, you know, snow, snow wheeling, it turns greens to blacks, blues <laughs> to reds, blacks to impossible, and just forget everything else. Right. So is that, we is that do- your experience? Well, we were doing blacks and reds. Well, we were attempting them on Friday, and we ended up doing more blues and blacks just because a lot of the trails weren't broken in, and in 14 inches of hard snow, you're not going to get through anything. Nope. No, no. And it, you know, that's at a higher elevation than we are. Yeah. And, yeah. A little further north. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then freezing temperatures makes it icier. And oh, no, I, 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 I really think like I, I dig and I would, I hate snow wheeling in the Northeast, like our part of the Northeast. Now yeah. you go up further where it's powder and, and that, I think I've never done it like in deep snow. I think like that, that would real, be cool. The real yeah, deep shit. I think that yeah. would be cool, but just. I'm I'm out. I did it. I did it at Roush one time, and and I slid into everything there was to slide into. <laughs> I I slide until the tree stops me. That's, that's pretty that's much how it was. The yeah. one time that I cracked my hard top. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So at Kyle, Roush, Kyle, tell us a little bit about Off Road Consulting and where it started. I we're I'm we're I'm just so excited. I'm we fangirl over everybody that comes on, and I I just love what you do, and I want to hear more about it. Well, I started oh, well over 20 years ago when, well, just different off-roading events and helping out. And then I started managing different off-road parks. But all along, I was doing guided rides and helping people learn. Um, we, you know, we had different companies like Toyota when the FJ Cruiser came out. We did the unveiling of that. Hummer H3s, actually the Hummer H2s. So it was just, we were always doing something with the different off-road parks I was working at or managing. And then it just slowly progressed to where I was getting busier and busier with people requesting me to take them out doing different things to where I just made it into its own company. So you were, you managed Roush Creek, correct? I did for a while. Yeah. When was that, Kyle? How far back are we going? I probably started managing Roush oh seven oh eight somewhere in yeah. there, hmm. and awesome. I mean I was a manager at Paragon before that. Oh wow! All right, you yeah. really are going back, Kyle. You're dating yourself. That's the that's the, so that's where I cut the the tail end of Paragon is where I I cut my teeth wheeling. Yeah, um, and the dude looks way younger than I was going to say. He aged really well. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe there's a science to it wheeling. Is you know good. fresh air, woods, yeah. good for the soul, good yeah. for the body. I, I think vitamin it's D. all of that. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. That's that's crazy. Um, so and your and and this is a good one. And your homemade uh, cardboard slash aluminum cutout wind uh, wind she, window deflectors that I saw when it was raining that one day. Yes, they worked <laughs> well. What? What? I knew you guys would. <laughs> so I was up at. AOA the one day. Yep. And he comes pulling up next. So he's leading uh, some friends out on the trails. And he pulls up and I'm looking at it. And his Jeep just looks funny. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. I couldn't pick it out. And then I like, I catch the side window and he made these like deflectors to keep the rain out of the window uh, because he has to keep his windows cracked because there's a moisture leak or something. Oh. Well, what it was is because I'm outside the vehicle so much, I get 
soaked throughout the day. And then when I'm inside, I got the defroster on. Well, if I have the windows up, the windshield fogs up. So you have to have them down so far to balance out the uh, frost. But it was pouring, and I didn't have the little <laughs> rain guards at the doors. So anytime it leaned, the water came right in all over my lap. Oh, yeah. So instead of me having a wet lap all day, I made little deflectors so I could have the windows down six inches. Oh, that's awesome. See, this guy's an innovator. In- innovative. <laughs> innovative. Well, Kyle, we're happy to have you on. And I know we're going to, as the, the episode goes on, we're going we're gonna to ask you more questions, let you spout off and, and tell more about what you do for our, um, our listeners out there so they can, you know, come and experience your greatness. Uh, we passed a milestone last week. Do you I guys did. know this? We did. We had, we had our 50th episode. 50. 50. 50 episodes. Oh, would, I, nobody got me a cake or candles or anything. A hug you. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had our 50th um We should have a party episode. or something. We should. And we, That's not going to no. end well. No. no. Well, not with... Not, not, Monkey no. Butler, here we come. <laughs> um, so that's perfect. Done. Settled. It's our new terminology. Yeah, All right. Just, let's go Monkey Butler. <laughs> uh, so if you screw up or do something crazy, you have to wear the a bow tie. There you go. I like perfect. it. That's it. A bow tie. Like we'll find one with sequins and big. And that's uh, great. That perfect. could be our off-road. Yeah. Breaking yeah. thing. Yep. We'll do that. Now it's official. Fifty episodes. It took us to find. All right. I'll figure that out. I am yep. ordering these on Amazon. I love it. They got to be pink, right? No, no. They don't have to be pink. It can be just a lot of sequins and you know, as as showy as it can be. We got some um really cool. Yeah. Um. Reviews this week. Yeah. Uh, you want to read one? Sure. Let me just make it bigger because I got shit. Just like that. Just like that. All right. Hold on. That's gonna... that's the stuff. Make sure it's a clip on though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I'll, right. I'll go around the neck. Which one do you want me to do? I'll do the love this show one. Yeah, do the love this show. I will. All right. All right. So we got from uh, Alexia. Hi, I love the show. It has good tips and information. The people are hilarious. Love all the guests and takeover hosts. It is so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it says everything. You know, have fun, learn Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, and that's what we're all about. We're kind of that teaching podcast, but we also, uh, we like to goof around. Teaching? We, we, we do. We are. We, they we, should not listen to a single I word I say. <laughs> I think they should. I just think they have to take everything with a grain of salt. Okay. Yep. So here's another one um, from Dave Wilmot, one of our listeners. Um, couldn't be better. As a 4 by 4 enthusiast for many years and mostly knowing the ins and outs of the industry and lifestyle, I highly recommend these guys. I just got my feet wet in the Jeep life almost a year ago and have been very happy. So Nice. Yeah, so thanks, Dave. Thanks, Alexia, for those reviews. Yeah. Um, I got uh, an actual letter today. Handwritten? Or this week. Handwritten letter. That's um, cool, because somebody had to sit it? down and take the time. Yes, I mean it's it's a page and a half of handwritten letter. Hate mail. Where is it? And it's upstairs on the counter. You didn't show it to us. I I didn't. I will. Okay. I will. Um, it was from he actually Are you sent sure it's a not couple just Frank's resignation. Koozies. No, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> so well written. Um, it's, oh, it's it's great. But the guy, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if if it's okay to do that. Um, but he sent a couple koozies from. Jeep, but he actually works in Toledo. I know who you're talking about. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And you know, he loves what we're doing and awesome. I just think that's so cool. Yep. Um hell of a connection there. 
Yeah, it really is. You know, and the fact that he actually took the time and and hand wrote a letter. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It was amazing. And and a couple um, koozies. Um, if we were actually having some beers tonight, we would have had that. But yeah, no beer. Yeah, none of us were in the in the frame of mind for that. Right. Um, we do have some events coming up, and I want to tell you about those. The one I I'm go topless day, um, May fifteenth. It's a nationwide. Oh, keep not, it down. Keep not, it down. It's different. It's not different. that kind of topless. Um, but the Jeep enthusiast of Eastern Pennsylvania Jeep Club um, is hosting theirs, and it will be at the Mountain View Vineyard Win, Win, Winery, Brewery, and Distillery. And that place is awesome. They're actually brewing a beer specially for that event. Um, the label's already made. It's ready to go, so they're starting that. Um, the Jeep um, Spring Trail Ride, April 17th at AOAA. Um, and it's April 17th. Uh, Mid-South Jeep Spring Run is on that same day, and that's going to be at the Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch, S'more. And um, as I said last week, that you know, AOA needs to change their name to include ranch because everything's better with ranch in mm-hmm. it. Um, and Dave texted it's me. It's not really a ranch though. Yeah. You know, Dave texted me. He's, he's like, I'm in. Sign okay. me up. Cool. I, I said, I'll be there with the spray can. We'll, <laughs> we'll add that to the name. They do, um, <laughs> they do horse riding up there though. Well, see, it's a ranch. It is a ranch. It's a ranch. And they have a trail for horse and hiking. Yeah. So it's a ranch. Trailfest 2021, and it's Adventure Off-Road Park and Nature Center, and I believe that's in toward Middle Tennessee, um, no, April 30th through May 2nd. It's a weekend. Oh. So that'd be awesome. That's cool. Yep. Um, what you got? I got one. Um, the Freedom Fest, uh, 4x4 Freedom Fest at Camp Freedom, uh, number 7 Road in Carbondale, PA. They're doing a off-road event um, at this place it's a benefit for veterans that is may 14th at 4 p.m uh to may 15th at 6 p.m so it's like a two-day thing and uh it says it's a free entrance but i think there's camping there and all kinds of fun stuff that's going on awesome so cool event going on support veterans i like it i like it we'll put a um, link to all these in the in the show notes um so you can come and be a part of those if you want. If you're a club and you have an event that you would like for us to put out there, um, just reach out to us and we'll be happy to get that out there. I know that we've got New Jersey Jeep Invasion coming up. Um, um, dude, I'm so... Uh, we actually need to book our places for that. They're starting... We do. Yeah. But they haven't announced it officially. So they're waiting we for the We still need to book yeah. our places. All right, let's do it. Everything's booking up down there and that's the thing. Kyle... <laughs> Please save, save us. us. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about. What? Well, uh, wait, hold on. Let's yeah. let's do this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask a question that I don't know if you've talked about ever. Is I want a build breakdown on your Jeep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to know what, what do you got in it. What you, what's your Jeep, man? It's what you got in it. How long have you had that? You've had that for a while, haven't you? My Jeep? Yeah. The the, the LJ I've had hmm, probably five, six years now. Before that, I had a TJ. Before that, YJs. And I've had many, many, many Jeeps over the years. Hmm. But I built the LJ, I think. Oh, no. It, yeah, about five, six years. Somewhere around there. 
Cool. What? Well, tell me about it. Yeah. What? What? what what's well, special about this Jeep? Because I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, that AOA. Jeep. It's funny you're driving along at AOA, and what pops out of the bush? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's <I>, LJ. <laughs> well, it's it's always been a work in progress, but with the amount of mileage I do, like 2020, I did 7,500 off-road miles. Wow. So just the normal normal wear and tear. Uh, so I just I build up a lot of the stuff just to fix it for maintenance. I wear stuff out. I don't really break the stuff. I just wear stuff out. Yeah. But it's it's an LJ Rubicon and just a fancier, like more stout version of that. It's hmm. a unicorn. There's not many LJ Rubicons out there. Yeah. So you got a subwoofer next to you too, right? Yeah, but I don't use it too much because I don't have the radio on much on the trail. But I actually went and bought it wrecked uh, from a salvage auction because something I was going to take that much off road. I didn't want to start out with a thirty thousand dollar vehicle. Right. That makes sense. So how bad was it when you got it? When it, our title or? Yeah, but yeah. it was uh, uh, basically it was a Jersey woman owned. She wrecked it, put the drive shaft through the transfer case. So I had to get a new transfer case and new front driver's side suspension. Nice. But bad. Yeah. it saved myself about 12 grand on buying a used one. That's yeah. Well, that steel. was, uh, it, and like I said, the, the, their, their unicorns are hard to find. I mean, it's yeah. hard to find an LJ to begin with, but then to find one that's a Rubicon. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so you're running a Clayton suspension on there. Is that right? Yes. That's again with the amount of mileage and stuff I do. That's one kit that can hold up for me for long periods of time. Have you run anything uh, else in the past? So like on the TJ, was it a Clayton? Oh, I've had over the years between my TJ I had years ago and the LJ, I've had multiple different kits on there, probably four or five different kits early years. And it's just the stuff, just for me, what I do. It's not that the kits weren't good. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what I do, you is just, just warm out. Up. Right, right. Yeah, I just warm out, just like everything else. Yeah, I, I just wore it out ahead of time. You, you should be R and D for <laughs> companies. I mean, for the amount of miles you put all, you know, in the dirt. No, um, absolutely, yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm out a lot. Hmm. So cool. What, you actually have classes, and people can go in and sign up for these classes. What What are all the classes that you offer? Um. Um, we have uh, our 101, our 201, our 301s, skill improvements, uh, and then we have our winch 101, our winch 201, recovery classes, trail repair class. Um, we have anything and everything. I have off-road trailers. If somebody wants to learn how to drive off-road with a trailer, I have some of those. Hmm. Um, I wow. do an overland class, but not your typical overland class where I teach you how to book and pack your stuff. It's all about the driving understanding the vehicle, prepping the vehicle, things like that. But basically anything and everything off-road. I do a lot of corporate commercial uh, trainings with off-road driving, anything from the nuclear uh, safety institute all the way to local telecommunication companies. Wow. Wow. So backtracking a little bit, where did you, like, where do you get all this experience from? I mean, everybody who knows Kyle says, you know, Kyle is the best, you know, you're the best off-road, but where did you get all this experience? I mean, so I, I know it's seat time and I see you out all the time, you know, when we're at AOA, um, you know, but like the trailer stuff, where did you, I, I, 
I mean, that's a skill set that not many people have. Where did you pick that up? Just started doing it. Now, like a lot of it doing like trash cleanups, like the last AOA cleanup we did, I hooked three trailers together on the back of my vehicle to haul the trash in and out so we could make more use of our time. <laughs> right. So three trailers together in like a train. But um try backing that one up once. But <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it was just when I'm out doing stuff, whether it's cutting nice. down trees, clearing trails, fixing stuff up, it's I'd throw a trailer on the back and um I've always driven with trailers on on road so right off road if you set it up right it pretty much tracks where you want it to go but it's just hmm. learning and adapting it's just like when you're off-roading you're always learning and adapting and watching same thing just adding a trailer hmm. awesome so are your are your classes sub, sub, um sequential meaning you should probably take the 101 before you take the the 201 or yeah what's and, your recommendations on that we recommend that, but it's not for a, like, we have people that call us all the time, be like, oh, I was off-roading before, which should I jump to the next? We have a completely different style of doing things. So our 101s, sure, we have it labeled as a beginner class, but there's so much that goes into it that it's not just beginner. It's just the starting block of going through our system mm -hmm. and basically in the 101 we go through just understanding what all the buttons and features are of the vehicle understanding when you put the vehicle in four low and it shows the trash control is turned off and things like that how to use those systems to your benefit to turn the trash control back on to use the features while you're out there to preserve and protect the vehicle and mm -hmm. the old way of thinking was you know go hard or go home you're not having fun to your dent and scratching it but that scares a lot of the people who have to use their vehicles to take the kids to school on Monday. Yeah, no, I mean, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, the it's a complete, yeah, it's a different mindset. It's a different, complete mindset yeah. of how to handle the vehicle. When you approach something, instead of going, I'm just going to point and shoot and hammer down, you got to sit there and go, <laughs> well, I want to go over here, over there, over here, over there, and I want to finesse. Now it's a skill of driving through, not just. Did I build it strong enough to bounce over stuff? Now you have to pick your lines. You have to be methodical as you drive because you have to keep that in mind that I got to drive this to work on Monday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the cost of a vehicle has gone up. I mean, so you used to be able to get, like my TJ was was loaded. Yeah. The only thing it didn't have was power windows and, and it was $24,000. Right. Look at the cost of a Rubicon now. You're at sixty k. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really want to go bouncing one off a rock. I think you know. No, you want to. You want to protect it. Absolutely. Very, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I get it. Um, so with those classes, you get how long are those? Is, are they? They're full day, right? Five to six hours, and the reason we do five to six hours is because that's what they say is the average person's ability to focus within their t fatigue limits. Anything longer than that, they get fatigued, and then they Got start it. bumping into trees, they start making mistakes, and they run the risk of damaging the vehicle. Plus, very rarely do we get the people that are like, hey, we want to go a little longer, but they're shot. I have some people right. that are shot by noon yeah. because I don't have groomed courses that I went. Like when I used to be a Land Rover instructor, we'd have to go out in the morning and blow the leaves off the course just so it looked pretty. <laughs> right. That's not off-roading. We're out on real, legit unmaintained trails doing actual off-roading and it's an exhausting hobby right and you have to pay attention all the way from start to finish one little mistake can be a five thousand dollar mistake 
Right. And that, that actually, I, one of our listeners just threw this up there and it was perfect timing. Do you ever get tired of driving off road with all you do? Um, and you know, how do you keep from, you know, your, your job being, you know, cause everybody, everybody, when, when you have a job you love to do after a while, it's still a job. How do you, how do you keep from being tired and fatigued in one day? And then how do you keep that from being, you know, just get monotonous? I, it's just something I've always loved. So like, this isn't a get rich job by any means, but it's a, it's a job where I love it. And there was sometimes a couple summers where I'd work two weeks straight, just trying to get everything in and done before I had a show coming up or something of the sort. So I just like 14 days straight in a vehicle bouncing over rocks is brutal. And I'm not as young as I used to be with it. So at night, my shoulders are sore. You know, my neck gets stiff, but it has got to push through just like anything else. And next morning, get back up and do it again. So does your chiropractor love you? <laughs> I actually don't even have one. I think I've only ever been to a chiropractor once. They, they can work wonders, believe it or not. But So, it, so here you go. That. Spending so much time in a vehicle like that, what you seats is a huge thing in your world, right? So yes. what oh, seat, seat, what seat do you run in your seat, in your Jeep? Or have you had multiple different ones? What do you like the best? Is there anything that's better for people that, you know, might have back I problems have, or anything like that? I've had multiple ones. Um, I used to do a lot with Corpo. I love their seat. Um, but different builds, different setups. Um, over time, I filtered down to where I have um, the Smitty built suspension seats in there now mm-hmm. and they're nice. They've been in there for a year and driver's seats already wore out, but oh. I, I usually wear out the driver's seat once a year, year and a half, basically I get out of a driver's seat. Um, but I found depending on how they're set up to, depending on how your legs sit, you start to get the, like the cramps in the back of your legs from being in the vehicle so much, but hmm. the suspension seats work wonders. Yeah. I've heard good things and, and I, I could definitely see where, you know, the amount of miles, off-road miles you put on your vehicle is, you know, those are much harder on your body and on your Jeep than a highway right. mile, right? That's We've always, we always said they're like dog years. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Time so, seven. How, how many miles do you think you do off-road in a year? Well, last year it was all but 7,500, but we were doing the math and in the last five years, I'm between 30 and 40,000. Wow. Wow. That's a, all right. That's a lot. And we're, yeah, it's like he said, because it, and it's true. I, I said yeah. that a long time ago, you know, on the show, you know, if you do 10 miles in a day wheeling, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of miles. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we're, we're between eight and 11 miles, miles a day when, yeah, when we, we go out. Yeah. So I'm usually, my minimum is usually 14, 15, even with the classes, I'm usually 14, wow. 15. Yeah. Some days it's in the twenties. Wow. But you travel around a lot too. So you yes. try to go uh, see things as well as wheel. Yeah. And like I, there for a while, I was GPSing a lot of the Pennsylvania state forests. Uh-huh. So I'd be out for 10, 12 hours a day just running the trails there, the dirt roads, things like that. Gotcha. Um, so that, that was a lot of mileage there. But a lot of mine are also just off road parks. And I've done a lot of the mapping for some of the local off road parks. So I get out and do a lot of that stuff. And always doing something one way or another. So I'm always out there. So mapping, 
sorry, Don. So mapping, um, what, what do you cut the trails too that you map or just, just mapping? I have, I've cut lots and lots of trails over the years. Um, but a lot of them also, I just, I help like, um, I'll go out ribbon the trail and then they'll get clubs or something to come in and cut them. So it's, I, over the years, I'm pretty good at picking and helping design just what's a fun trail that's not too abusive not just not silly climbs or silly obstacles just fun flowing trails that fit the trail level accurately um like the one at aoa that always gets the cherokee um but (laughs) (laughs) that would be lower anthracite i believe wouldn't it thank you thank you (laughs) well that one i didn't have a hand in but 102 on the west oh yeah you guys had fun on that one time oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm coming back with a vengeance, man. Coming back <laughs> with uh, bigger, badder, and I'm that guy that's going to be pointing and shooting. I took a stock gladiator through that. Thanks. Really? Wow. <laughs> well, that, we we were on that trail like the week after it yeah. got cut, yeah. so it was not it was, broken in whatsoever. It wasn't, you know, not even packed down. Yeah, it was and, brutal then. It was very and it brutal. was wet. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was mossy and it yeah. Was, yeah, it was all those things. That was man. That was a weird. There was some it was off a camber lot of stuff. Camber and, and sliding. Then, and then of course the guys coming the opposite direction are on like forties and traps yeah. and everything else and under the sun. Like, Where's and I'm the like, escape oh. hatch? We're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling. I'm pulling the eject button here, buddy. <laughs> I, so uh, would you? Have, what percentage of like AOA aid have you cut or been a part of as far as trail? Oh, um, not that much. A very, very small amount there. Um, I'm, I'm helping them fill in a gap here too with just some of them. Um, getting some of the blue trails closer to the office so people don't have to travel out as far. But right. it's just when I have time, I go through and just ribbon some for them. But I've, I've helped Roush Creek over the years when I was down there a bunch of the trails I helped lay out. And even now, if I see something, I'll tell Bernie and be like, hey, there's a neat little section here. Like Crucible was one I found at Roush, uh, suggested to him, and then they had clubs come and cut it. But there's a bunch of them there that I was a part of too. Even some of the ones at FRO, um, I cut one or two of the trails there. Uh, just wherever. It's it's not To me, it's just helping out the off-roading community with any of the stuff I can. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we need, we need, here, here's, here's what you can help with, with Dave. We need 101, um, paved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be in the plans, guys. And go ahead and take out, um, Puddle Road while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Puddle Road can actually just go away. It, it, in my opinion, yeah, just. It needs to be filled in a little. Nix just it. a little bit. Take his three trailers in a train full of dirt. Right on out, or it, rocks or something. I'm just saying, it's getting a little but, deep. Well, you got to remember, they got to cater to the ATV and UTV guys too. Yeah, so but they're that, a little more into that than we are. That's real deep for ATV yeah, to go through know, there. But that's what they like to sit in the middle of whatever. Puddles. I gave <laughs> up on puddles. Guy, you teach a, a winching class. Um, yes. How and cool is that? I love it. That's actually one of my favorites because. Winching is so much more than just hooking it up and pushing a button and waiting for the miracle to happen. There's so much that goes into it. And I'm actually, 
four-wheel drive trainer certified, I'm crane rigger certified, and tow truck operator certified. Mm. So I mix all those together to where you can walk up, you look at the vehicle, you figure out how mired it is, you figure out exactly what you need, you rig it up from the start, one shot, everything works. And I'm actually working on different new techniques to help shift the weights to where you can pull big loads without the winch that's doing the work that's that's barely working because if you make the winch where it's barely working it doesn't get hot then it doesn't matter if you have a cheap winch or a good winch they all work but it's all in the rigging and rigging is where that's what you have to learn to use the winch is only going to do what the winch does the rigging is the technical part and that's what i love about it is the rigging um that's that's what i i want to i mean i want to do everything at some point especially you know as my daughter turns 16 i want to start her with the 101 and yeah you know but but the winch one is the one that i really would like to do yeah i've done some very i've done some crazy recoveries over the years with stuff that it's amazing what you can do with it and then it then it it becomes something you really really want to play with all the time terry do we have money in a professional development fund for not yet we're we're building that professional development fund to to, All right. to get you some classes to Perfect. learn how to yep. do. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's great. So, you know, physics, it actually means something, you know? <laughs> so it, yes. it, it does. Um, so would you say that that's your favorite class? Cause I've actually seen, um, like medical professionals out there and, um, you know, ambulance drivers and, and stuff taking that class with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not just offered to off-roaders. It's that's true no, professional it, development. Well, like firefighters, and, rescue, first responders, any of those people yep, would definitely yep. benefit from this. And there's a difference with it too, because some industries have to abide by all the OSHA standards with the gear, where some industries don't. Just like some industries want you to have steel cable on your winches, some want synthetic. It's understanding the pros and cons and the market you're teaching and who you're teaching it to and what end they have to be pushed towards. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it, but even taking as much as a, your regular shackle and understanding what it's supposed to hold, but yet where it's going to break, just looking at it and interpreting the language on it and understanding all of the gear and where the failure points are going to be. Because for instance, those that are out there breaking winch lines, the winch is usually, well, almost always the weakest link in the line. That's mm-hmm. the, the lowest pulling, the lowest denominator with all the stuff. So if something breaks on the other end of it, it's either rigged wrong or faulty to begin with mm-hmm. or operator error. So understanding that, that the winch is only going to say 10,000 pound winch, it's only going to pull up 10,000 pounds. Your line is going to be rated for 17,000 and change. Everything above that's going to be rated heavier. So if it's all in good working order, the winch is the weakest link. Right. Yeah. And you're not going to blow that apart. So it's all on how you handle it. Yeah. So you, you teach snatch block and pulley. Um, Correct. And, and Factor 55 has um, new stuff that's not snatch block, but it, yeah, I've seen it. Scott has. Closed systems. Yeah. Closed yeah. systems. Yeah, system 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 stuff, right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's awesome. So let me ask you this, Kyle. I mean, what you've done is kind of amazing. And, and, you know, in, in the off-roading industry, there's not a whole lot of credentials. So like in the automotive world, we've got ASC certifications, manufacturers have training, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the off-road world or the performance world, there's not a whole lot of that. So you don't have a lot of that to lean on, 
um, for your business, but yet you're still, I mean, you're doing some training for, for municipalities, for government stuff without being able to show any credentials. I mean, you do have some, you said you had some of the, like the towing credentials and, 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 you know, some of the, the winch stuff, but how, how have you done that over the years? Reputation and experience. Just because most of my stuff, even the credentials, they're not, they don't lead to any of that stuff. And most of the companies that I work with, they don't really pay any attention to that. It's my reputation in the community and just they've heard of me doing stuff from me being around here doing it for 20 some years. Right. Yeah. And I've never once anywhere I mentioned off-road consulting no. or, or, no, or and Kyle. Yeah, right. Great reputation. Mm-hmm. Never once no. has there anyone no. even said, no, I don't no. think so. So the last group I had out, you know, I had recommended taking Kyle's if they were, if this was something they wanted to continue doing, because yep. I had a lot of the, you know, they were first timers and, um, you know, recommended taking Kyle's course. And somebody in that group had already taken a 101. And so, you know, their comment was not only were you very knowledgeable, but also an incredibly good instructor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's important as well. And, and, uh, you know, kudos to you for that, but, but, uh, you had never, Thank you. never have heard one bad thing, you no. know, uh, well, and that's, that's tough to do. And I can't take all the credit tough. for that. I got a lot of helpers and support that was my guide, some of the other instructors that helped me. We pick the people that do it like I do. And it a lot of it is just it's personality and their passion and drive. That's right. what does it. And it's it's not just me. The the company we have it's all of us together and it's er- how everybody works and does this stuff. Like today. I had a ride and there was two other rides going out today and everybody did well. All the guides were great. And it's just having the right people in the right place. That's the hardest part is finding the right people. Right. Yeah. And, and, and Neil, um, just put up, you know, I wouldn't be guiding without Kyle's training. Mm-hmm. It, you have a, a, a guide class, um, that you do or, you know, what, yes. if, if I wanted to, to learn how to be a guide, which I think, you know, some of us should learn how to do that. Um, what's the best thing to do for that? I have a trail guide training class. And it's, it's you know, trails are, that's an experience. You go out, you learn the trails. That's one thing. But it's dealing with people, handling people, how to, like I've had people that already looked at a, an obstacle and broke down in tears, crying their eyes out, worried about it. And it's getting them past that. If they're in an uncomfortable situation or you have the hot shots, getting them to, you know, stay calm. And it's the worst thing is if you go out there and two hours into the ride, somebody blows their vehicle up. Now everybody's got to come back with that broken vehicle to drop them off the office or sit there while they patch it up. So it's, it's a lot of let's go out, have an enjoyable time. Everybody keep themselves in check, behave. So everybody has fun together. Right, right. Yeah. It's the camaraderie. It's not one person showing off. Right. Responsible wheeling. Yes. So, very responsible wheeling. What speaking of, you know, somebody breaking down in, in class, what's the craziest thing that's happened in one of your classes that you've had to kind of deal with? Well, I don't know if I have anything that crazy, but for instance, there was a gentleman out yesterday. He drove seven and a half hours to come take the class wow. he gets there and his gladiator won't throttle won't work 
can't shift it, nothing. And he's like, man, I think I'm going to have to bail. My vehicle won't work. So I'm like, okay, what's it doing? And I walk him through it. And he's like, it just won't work. I think I'm going to have to have it towed to the dealership. So I'm like, okay, put it in park, shut it off, open the driver's door, shut the driver's door, fire it back up. And then everything works. Mm. understanding the vehicle's glitches also (laughs) right i actually was i was up at the pavilion at aoaa and and you were actually somebody had come back from the from the trail right and they had driven i mean they were probably five or six hours i think you were with me yeah and they Uh, had a it was a bad front um bearing or yeah, carrier bearing or something or or something and, and it was like instantly as as they were talking through it you were just basically like, diagnosing yeah, you it, can, right? You can drive this home for seven hours yeah. and, you know, you have a week to get you, because you're not putting any load on the front, obviously, so you can, you were like, you can get it home, but, I mean, I would recommend doing it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was, I mean, it was super, I, it was comforting for me, you know, because yeah. anytime you hear, overhear that, you get stressed out because that could be me that's doing that. And, and your demeanor through that was super confident and calming. And, and, you know, to me that just reflects what you do, you know, in a, in a huge way. Well, I mean, it's like one of the, it's one of those things when you like, as he said, glitches of the vehicle. Yeah. That's part of my diagnosing process of my vehicle is, all right, definitely going to reset, reset this code at least once. (laughs) (laughs) And if it comes back, maybe I'll look at it. It's probably going to get reset again. But like. The vehicle's glitch. It's a Jeep. Like everything, you're out off road. This, that, and the other thing. And it's hard to teach that, but it it's so calming. How do you do it? I, I have no idea. There, <laughs> quaaludes, large quaaludes. I want what's best for the person, and I've seen way too many people over the years. Like they'll get out there, they're having fun, they get in over their heads. Then they end up damaging something, and you can see them in the parking lot at the end of the day. That look on their face, changing and it's out like, of U joint. Yeah, I don't want to see them. That I've been there. I've been out changing vehicle parts in the pouring down rain. Like the one day, my one of my worst days out in the trail, we had a Hummer break up at Paragon. We were trying to winch it up a hill, and it started pouring down rain. It was ten o'clock at night, and I stepped on a beehive. Like oh. we've had bad, bad days, but. I've had bad days. I've been through bad days. I don't want to see anybody else out there, whether they're with me or not with me. I want to see them get home because I know what it's like to ride home with Shady Bob, the tow truck driver, then explain <laughs> to the wife what, you know, what happened, why you're doing it, and then try to make it a better situation where it's like, oh, it's not that bad. I'll get it fixed. It, it's rough. Where if you can just get it home, fix it at your leisure, it gives everybody a sense of calm or calming. So that's I just like to help everybody that way because yeah. I don't want anybody to be in that situation. It just, it sucks. So I think we've come to that point in time in the show where we ask some personal questions. <laughs> Kyle, what is like, what is the most extreme wheeling you've done? At AOAA, Roush, out West. Have you done upper tax bracket? I don't think anybody's ever done. No. That. Well, would I attempt upper tax bracket? Like years ago at Paragon, we did some crazy stuff there. There were some serious climbs, and I did most of the trails there, but I've had everything from built vehicles and buggies and stuff. But with my current vehicle, I've done, 
I haven't done every obstacle, but I've done every trail at Roush, and I've probably done, I haven't, the reds at AOA, I haven't done, but most of the blacks, almost everything else there. But I'm okay with that because, again, I want to make sure that vehicle gets back to the office at the end of the day. I don't want to go out, blow it up, and have to patch it up and have it ready for the next morning. So let me ask you this, at Roush, have you ever done Shoot the Moon on a, you know, a, a not a, like a buggy or anything, but like in your LJ or TJ at Roush? I've done Shoot the Moon many times with my LJ. Really? Yep. The, uh, so Shoot the Moon is, I I gave it a shot in my TJ, and I was almost laying on the roof. It's tough. It is tough. But it's very tough. Unless you have, it, it, you know, a big rig. Well, it's also picking the line, being patient, and finessing your way through it. Right. But right. I've done Shoot the Moon many times. No kidding. Then you look down the other side, and there's refrigerators and rocks the size of refrigerators. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shoot the Moon is... Um, My buddy tried it when there was six inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, Shoot the Moon's tough. And, and yeah. that, that whole pit is kind of quirky. There's some weird stuff, some weird off-camber stuff. and We played around there one, yeah. one day, and it was... Yep. Yeah. Now, I'll stay somewhere else. <laughs> um, what about West, West Coast or um, Southwest? Have you done any wheeling out there? Well, I went down, I was, I did part of the Baja 1000 course in uh, one of their, the race cars down there, not during the race, but a separate time. Um, I've been numerous places, uh, California, I've been out through Johnson Valley, um, nice. a lot of people have for that. Um, one of the places I actually haven't been yet is Moab, but I've been all around Moab wheeling. <laughs> right. I just haven't made it to there. So. Um, that's one of the places that's hot on the list, but it's always, I, every time I get out there, I'm always the next town or the next section over the next rock course over. Um, but it is what it is, but I've been you know, down to Texas, Florida, North Carolina, all the way up to Maine, kind of all over the place. Well, if we go to Moab, you are have an open invitation. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, I get invited every year with, to go out. It's just, <laughs> The busier I get, the less the opportunities are with it. But it's like, it's, I hate to say it, but I've been on very, very similar rocks. Sure, those obstacles have certain names or certain obstacles. But I've been on those type of rocks. I've been out in that experience. So I had that, but I still do need to go hit those obstacles. But one of these days. I mean, to boot, the the cool thing about wheeling different places is, and you're right, I think, you know, certain areas, it's, it's certain you know, certain terrain is, doesn't yeah. change a whole lot. It does a little, but it, you know, the, the feel is the same, but it's seeing all the stuff, you know, like I, I, I want to get out to Moab just to see the red rock, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, same yeah. thing with California. Right. I want to Sierra Nevada as a Darcy, just to see and a Rubicon, just to see it. It's yeah. not, it's not as much wheeling anymore for me as it is seeing this stuff. That's why I ride with you guys. <laughs> you know, and I, I did Hollister out in California, which is a big, big park right. um in in just outside of the bay area um and then sedona you know the, i i went to grad school in albuquerque i love the southwest i love the way yeah. it looks i love the the different colors of brown and mm-hmm. red and mm-hmm. i i'm dying to go to moab was supposed to come on on the drive back i was supposed to go and you know things happen but yeah i'm i'm like i've kind of wheeled all around it but i haven't hit moab yes. and i want to I want to yeah, do it. I, yeah. 
I'm ready yeah. for us to put our Jeeps on a truck and send them out and then fly out and meet them. And All right. This uh, Patreon yeah. needs to go from $53 <laughs> a month to... Uh, we need a new yeah, level on we, there. We, we do need a, yeah. a new level. We need that. a send, send the Jeep Life podcast to Moab level. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, uh, so is, is, is Moab your, is that your, your, um, the place you want to go? Actually me, it's more of, I'm in for the terrain and the type of rocks and stuff. And I've hit that type of terrain, that type of rocks. Now, sure. There's, it's not those exact death defying areas, but I've seen that type of stuff. So, um, that's why I like to get to different areas of the country to see the different terrain types and you know, I, I was out in Phoenix uh, two years ago. I saw that type of terrain type, drove through some of that. So it's just the different areas and understanding those things of what I like to see. You know, the, the obstacles with name, the historic stuff, that's great to see. And those have such an epic history. But it, it's more of I want to see that type of rock, the red rock to sand, which I have seen. I just haven't seen those particular ones. Right, right. So it, I... I... I don't want to, you've been uh, awesome to kind of put up with our technical difficulties tonight and, you know, coming in and spending I, a lot I of time. I have one more question yet. One more. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. What favorite place to wheel? I mean, favorite place you've wheeled, oh, yeah. place you'd like to go. Actually, I don't have a favorite. I love them all. It's just, I love wheeling. And that's one thing that I think people miss a lot of times with off-roading. It's not. To me, it's not just hitting one thing over and over that I love. It's the experience, whether it's right. a dirt road or an extreme trail. It's well being out there, the people, yep. the vehicles, nature. Like today, I yep. found a possum on the side of the trail. That's awesome. That's, that's the stuff I love. Yep, same here. I always love that when we see animals out. We saw yep. a couple times we saw snakes. We had a, a big, oh no, it was a um, bald eagle. Rattlesnake. Oh, right, saw my right. first rattlesnake. That was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I'm with, I'm with you. That experience is is huge, and you yeah. know that's kind of that. Yeah, Jeep life is experiencing all those things. It is and, it's living, and I'm I'm like you. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I like going out and I and hammering and and finding those big rocks and and beating those obstacles, but I also like just being out on a you know. I do a, have a favorite a, place though. I mean, dirt I, road. And, I'm kind of partial to AOAA right now. You know, that's my that's my place. Yeah. Um, but well, like he said, I mean, I, listen. I'm not going to turn any place down. Yeah. 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 And I just, I like the people and you know, Um, that, that makes it, I mean, Dave is just, Dave's awesome, but I mean, everybody, I mean, the people that wheel there, it's a trickle down mentality. So Dave runs a, it's a, it's a, just a positive environment, you know, and, and it's trickle down. And so, you know, everybody's happy and everybody's wheeling and everybody's getting along and, plenty of support there and there is i mean the park is amazing the park itself is amazing so yeah. the trails that yeah. kyle and dave laid out are phenomenal i mean not just technical wise but there are some cool views and some really cool things to see yeah. there you know yeah. I mean, we live in some 12 of the, in general is gorgeous but i mean yeah. we, we live in some of the most beautiful country in my opinion it, you know in the country so i mean our countryside, especially as you get up north, is is gorgeous. Yeah. Now you've got a new classroom at AOA. Is that right? It's down at the campground. Eric, um, that's part of the campground. I've okay. known the guy for twenty some years, and him and I are collaborating with a couple other projects. And I was using one of the bays at the event center, but it's it's noisy in the summer. It's cold in the winter. 
So he was like, hey, what we were going to make into the general store. We're not going to anytime. He's like, use it. He's like, we're working together with everything else. Might as well work together with that. He's like, so come on down and use the button there. Cool. It's insulated. Wow. So it's cool in the summer, warm in the winter, nice. a little quieter. But it's it's down, actually down at the campground. And we're Eric and I are working together with a lot of different things. So that just falls into the same thing. And it's the reason why I have it there is I have so much gear for winching. I try to get all the latest, greatest stuff that comes out for the reason of if somebody's like, what do I buy? What kit, which kit, which kit do I get? I want to have the stuff there so they can come feel it, see it before they go buy it. Mm, So they can Mm. pick that piece up. They can understand the pros and cons of every piece of equipment that they've seen online. And I've helped design some different gear. I helped design some of the, uh, or one of the factor 55 items. I've actually helped them with another one they're coming out with. So I've helped work with many different types of gear, but I want to have all that stuff there to show everybody the pros and cons so they can pick and choose what they want. But with having that much gear, I can't really haul it places for people to see it. So I do some winch classes on the road, but having a central base that people can come see all that is key. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. cool. I know we had animals. Somebody said, um, well, I see the last name, so I mean, this might be a plant. Um, ask him about the bear. Oh, which one? I have a common <laughs> thing. Like, me and, me and bears over the years, um, I grew up with bears in the backyard of our cabin. So um, I'm never really afraid of them, but I know how to read their body language a little bit. So I have many bear stories. Paragon, I smacked one in the butt once. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, a lot of good young and dumb stories, especially with bears. That's awesome. That, that seems like the dumbest of stories. Smacked it was. a bear in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> threw, a, threw a cupcake, made it turn around, ran up, smacked it in the butt. <laughs> That's pretty slick, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot. Of, we, we got a lot of bear stories. You know, so now in the spring, here's the problem: I we have eighteen thousand listeners. The bear, you know, the bear fatality. People oh. getting killed from bears is going to go up drastically, drastically. now. Drastically, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Oh my god! <laughs> so I guess well, they have, I, I'm sorry, they Kyle. Have slapping the. They have slapping the bull. I don't have a bull around. So. <laughs> so slap no, the yeah. bear. Uh, it's, it's a genius. Um, young and dumb. Young yeah, and dumb. Yeah, yeah. So let me, uh, before we, I think Terry wants to wrap this up soon, but I do have a question. Um, what, what is the price structure for, you know, the classes? Well, we try to keep it as cheap as possible. We're, we're not in it to make millions of dollars off this stuff. We want it to be affordable for everybody. So like the group classes usually are around 180 per, per per vehicle. We don't charge for any passenger fees because most of the time when somebody brings a passenger, they're just there for the moral support of the driver and that camaraderie. So we don't charge for the passengers with the stuff. But the group classes are usually around 180. And then there's different price structures for private classes and things like that. But my wife handles all that stuff, so I don't meddle with those and quote too much because right. I always get it wrong. <laughs> so, so here's the next question. How can they get in contact with you? Where can you be found? That kind of thing. To get in contact with your wife to set this up. <laughs> well, the website is www.offroad-consulting.com and our email is offroadinstruction at gmail.com. Okay. So we will link that in the show notes for everyone out there and you'll probably get like a hundred phone calls. (laughs) Well, or maybe one, who knows? (laughs) 
And I think and we like we like to show the pictures and stuff on our social media stuff, so anybody can look us up there too and see the pictures. Like today, uh, the pictures I had from today, they're already posted. Some of the guided ride pictures are already posted, just so people can see everybody's out doing the yeah. stuff. They can cool. see the trails we were on, things like that. Then they can get an idea of what's going on. Nice. So social media is just search uh, off road consulting. consulting. Off road yeah. consulting. Yeah. Okay. So we we always say it. We you know we see you out there when we're at AOA, and we always say we should take a class with Kyle, and we 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 need to do that. I yep, think yeah. you know yeah. I think we're blessed with somebody who has uh, was probably one of the best wheelmen in in you know the East Coast uh, across the country, and so I, I think we need to do that. We're lucky. Hey, come on out. We we put it together together for you guys. Cool. Uh, we, that would be awesome. Yeah. We need to do that. We need to do that, and we we need to broadcast live from AOA again. I've had a, I've had a lot of good mentors, you know, in the twenty years I've been doing this, Mike Rauch and people like that. But I'm looking to kind of sharpen those skills a little bit. So I'm looking forward to it. That'd be great. I wouldn't admit Mike. I wouldn't admit Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's been good to me. Mike's Mike shared a lot of knowledge with me over the years, a ton. Yeah, so, I've known I've known Mike for a long time. Yeah, he's he's uh man, he knows everybody, but uh, you know, uh, just a plethora of off road knowledge for you know. sure, for sure. <laughs> well, Kyle, I appreciate it. Um, while we wrap up, I'm going to ask you to stay on, and then we'll thank you a little bit later. Um, but thanks for having me. Um, man, it, yeah, you. I've learned a lot just sitting here yeah, and you know, know. it's a, it's it's great to have you on and and for our listeners people go right now and sign up for your off-road consulting class cuz you you definitely it, it's it's going to be worth the money just like Chris and Zed and and others have listened here it's it's going to make the joy, the sport more enjoyable for you absolutely. i mean i remember in the beginning being white knuckle and worried yeah. about everything and you know so sign up take one of Kyle's classes and you know it's going to make this whole thing a lot more enjoyable and a lot less frustrating oh yeah and the more you do it and and you do it right yep. the more fun you're going to have later absolutely. on right? absolutely do it right and don't do dumb yeah. shit yeah, <laughs> <Don't>, yeah. <laughs> and they, anybody can reach out at any time if they have any questions about anything not just for taking classes just even trail modifications how should they do this this happened I broke this, anything like that. We're always around to answer questions if we can to just, our main goal is just to help everybody, whether they're coming to a class or not. We just want to help everybody and have them have enjoyable yeah. days on the trail. Right. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so we're, we're winding up our 51st episode. Yeah. Because we didn't realize that our 50th was actually <laughs> our 50th. I know. Um, I've got the cake being delivered. It'll, it'll come later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Same with everything else we've been ordering lately. Oh my God. Um, Bill, where can everybody find us? Where well, first off, Terry, I want everyone to head over to our link tree, which is L I N K T R dot E E backslash Jeep Life Podcast. And right there, you're going to be able to find all of our quick links, including our recently added listener voicemail at 484 891 And that voicemail is open for all of our listeners to call in, leave us a voicemail, and you might even be lucky enough to get on the air with us at one of our live shows. So make sure you give us a call. And then obviously you're going to find all of our other links for the podcast, our website, jeeplifepodcast.com, all of our social media, Jeep Life Pod is 
Instagram, Facebook, just search G Flight Podcast, yeah. obviously. And then head over to our YouTube page. We're ha- going to have a lot of videos starting to pop up there. More content joining, you know, the current content that, that's there. So Jeep Life Podcast, make sure you subscribe. We still have our 500 subscriber giveaway going on right now. And that is, you know, when we get to 500 subscribers, we're going to pull our list randomize them pull a number and somebody's going to be getting a jeep life podcast swag bag i love it coming to you in the mail um and you know and, and if you like the content and you want to support us man click on that patreon page and and we've already had some great people supporting us and we're thankful for that i'm not going to go any any further begging for money um but i will this ain't cheap yeah <laughs> Now and you know we love giving that content, so support us if you can, if you want to, if you like what you're hearing. Otherwise, it's free, but you do get some added content Absolutely. being a Patreon. Supporter. Yeah, we do have. So we do have a the article that I promised last week didn't quite make it out yet, uh, but it will be uh, probably tomorrow. So it's just waiting for some editing and then and nice. then it's a done deal. Uh, and we got some other stuff that's ready to go right behind that. So we are going to put. You know, we have some good stuff and. Trying to keep that all knowledge-based stuff, you know, cool. so. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well. All right, everybody. For Bill, Don, and Terry, have a good time. We'll see you. Here's a big deep wave to you, everybody. Did you have a product review? I do. You do? Oh, excellent. It's a complete surprise to all. Vans. Vans. So we're here to sell the Jeep life, right? Yeah. Like this is, this is what we do. We, yeah. we, we clue people in on the, on the Jeep life. You gotta have and, vans. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta have, you gotta have the wear. Yeah. It's got the Alpine hat, right? Yep. Nothing screams Alpine like. Alpine. Alpine. Like Jeep. Yeah. Power tank. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Four wheel drive stuff. Yeah. Yep. Quadratech. Is this. Wear- just, just, just. Vans. vans you're not a true jeep guy unless you have a pair of vans and these i got from tilly's on sale nice. these are vans uh, everybody vans. who's into the jeep life should have vans <laughs> kyle do you have vans i don't but i used Neither to do i so you used to all right i um i used to as well <laughs> matter of fact they're sitting upstairs ready I know, to go. you still do i still do um, so Kyle, don't worry. Table. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, we're not that popular. I guess we we're not we're not that cool, um, and we're not true jeepers. I guess it's not. Well, man. They, don't, they don't work well in the rocks and in the mud. So I, I was going to say I need Good a little point. more support. No, yeah, these there. are these are so. What? Listen, there's Wait, better shoes for being on the trail, but when you're posing <laughs> like we do most of the time, you know, you want your vans <laughs> That's on. Right when you're. When That's you're, right. I gotta break out the Crocs and flip down the strap. That's in four wheel drive, four, buddy. Four wheel drive. I, 